to Season 2 of Granite State Golfers with Micah. I am an avid amateur golfer in New Hampshire. This podcast dives into the stories of the top amateur golfers in my home state. We are about to tee off. Please join me. Hi everyone, this is another installment of the Neighboring State Project where I check in with some of the top golfers in Vermont and Maine. This episode features Caleb Manuel, who won his third straight Maine Stadium title this summer. He is on his way back to the University of Georgia where he will be finishing his senior year. Caleb started winning tournaments early, capturing his first club championship at age 13. How does that make you feel? We discuss his decision to transfer from UConn to Georgia and the unique opportunity he got to play Augusta. He also qualified last year to play in the U.S. Open at Brookline. He is yet another member of Team Sevenwood. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Caleb. Hey, Caleb, welcome to Granite State Golfers, and thanks for coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, well, let's let's start with something we have in common, uh, which is that we've both made an albatross. Now, granted, yours came in an important tournament uh, that I want to hear about. And mine came on a weekend round with my buddy, Matt, but tell me about your Albatross in 2020. Yeah. um, So I was obviously on the last hole there and I hadn't been leading the whole tournament, uh, the main junior and finally tied it up on the, on the 17th hole. He made a bogey and made par. And so he hit his on the green on uh, 18, about 25 feet. And I was up at 193 in, you know, with a six iron and pin was kind of in the front, uh, middle-ish and it landed on the front of the green and just kind of rolled in like a putt. <laughs> wow. And, uh, as soon as it went in, it kind of just hit me, um, that I won first off, um, because, you know, I was trailing the whole time and I was, you know, obviously tied at that point and, you know, it was a pressure shot just cause he was already on the green and the, what made the, you know, a better story is that, you know, he ended up making the Eagle putt after. <laughs> Oh, wow. So, yeah. That's a crazy finish. Um, so that, how long was that hole? And that's a, were you able to see the ball going in? Was it a downhill shot? Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty flat, but I could, you know, I could see the surface. Um, it was probably just over 500 yards, uh, a little dog leg left. Had you ever had an albatross before? Nope. That was, uh, that's my only one currently and might be my last, but <laughs> yeah. They're pretty, statistically, at least based on PGA Tour stats, they're pretty rare. Yeah, yeah, very rare. How many hole-in-ones have you had? I have four, currently. Okay. Well, yeah. Cool. almost had another yesterday, but uh, missed it. Just grazed the lip behind the hole. But nice. Have any of your holes-in-ones come in tournaments? Yeah, one of them was in Hawaii during a college tournament uh, back when I was playing for UConn. I think it was 20... 21 fall cool well let's start in the beginning let's back up a little bit um where did you grow up in in maine and when did you start really getting into golf yeah uh, i grew up in Thompson, maine and i was always a member at brunswick which is the next town over my dad would take me out and i would you know play like six holes and just kind of tee it up everywhere until i got the hang of hitting down on the ball and then once i you know could hit down on the ball and hit a couple good shots i fell in love with it and then Brunswick Golf Club kind of became like a, a daycare for me, and I would just get dropped off in the morning and stay there all day. And 
Um, I played a lot of sports growing up. And then, you know, once I realized I was, you know, pretty good at golf, I kind of, you know, I played basketball through high school, but that was just because, you know, I couldn't really do much up here in the winter time anyway. Um, and then, you know, won the club championship when I was 13 at Brunswick. And um, that's kind of when I knew I, you know, loved competing and loved, you know, trying to win and um, stuff like that. And it just, you know, motivated, motivated me from there. And then, um, yeah, that's kind of how I, how I got started with it. Um, so I gather you played for your high school golf team. What do you tell me about those years and what that was like? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, we came pretty close to winning States my freshman year, and then we ended up winning, uh, my junior and senior year. And, um, you know, it was just a lot of fun, um, playing all summer with those guys growing up with them and then being able to be on the same team as them and, you know, the bus rides and just the memories, um, in that sense. So, uh, college golf or high school golf was a, a lot of fun for me. Were you through high school? Were you also playing in Maine and or New England junior tournaments as well? Yeah, I was. Um, I would. I ended up missing. I think the first match of uh, the season a couple times just because I was playing in a couple uh, bigger tournaments um, than you know a couple high school nine hole matches. But um, yeah, I would play in um, the AJ some AJGAs. One was in Vermont. One was in Maine, and then I would play in you know the New England. Um, am when I was probably 15, um, in the main am, um, and then got to play in the U S junior when I was 16. And that was a pretty good experience for me. Kind of got me going, um, and realized that, you know, these golf courses are hard once you get outside new England and that they're longer and they make them harder in the USGA. So that was kind of eye opening for me, but it also, you know, motivated me in that sense too. Yeah. When in high school did you realize that you wanted to definitely pursue uh, golf in college? Uh, I was a sophomore when I started to kind of start thinking about it. And then I think the rules have changed since, but I had to wait till uh, September 1st of my junior year until coaches could actually contact me. And uh, Dave Bazzino at UConn, he was the first one to call me on that day. And I wasn't expecting, you know, too much calls. Like I sent out a bunch of emails uh, to schools that I wanted to go to and then schools that were kind of long shots and only heard from a few. And then um, I broke my ankle sophomore year um, and didn't get that whole summer. So it kind of hurt my recruiting process a little bit. Um, but I went down to UConn and URI and visited both of those schools. And uh, those were pretty much my last you know, two coming out of high school and decided to pick UConn. And then it was kind of, kind of nice knowing, I think I committed the winter of my junior year. So it was nice, you know, to kind of relax off the college stuff for about a year and just kind of enjoy my last year of junior golf. Yeah. I, I know you um, have since transferred to Georgia, which we'll get to, but in your, in your time at UConn, uh, yeah. you amassed a pretty impressive record among other things you're the all-time scoring leader at UConn in, in the golf program. Um, yeah. Tell me about, you know, some of your, some of the memories from UConn or a particular tournament or, or victory you had there. Yeah. Um, it was definitely a hard decision to, to transfer. Uh, we'll get into that later, but um, it was hard just because of, you know, the relationship I made with coach and the athletic, you know, people and the department there. And then of course my teammates. Um, but you know, probably a memory was my freshman year. You know, we, I wasn't even there in the fall because of COVID. And then we went in the spring and it was a lot of, you know, mask and COVID protocols. But we ended up playing in 
think eight tournaments in the spring, which, you know, kind of made up for the fall and we ended up winning the biggest championship, you know, and I don't know if you knew, but, um, our team was kind of, you know, with COVID and budget, you know, they were trying to, they were making cuts in the athletic program and men's golf was, you know, one of the teams that was kind of on the, on the list of, you know, maybe getting cut and, um, we didn't know if we were going to have a team and that was kind of, you know, a gut wrenching feeling, you know, playing, you know, I finally committed to a school and then, you know, waiting all summer to hear whether I'm going to be, <laughs> have a program or not. Um, but it worked out and, uh, it was cool to, you know, win the bees, um, as a team, my freshman year and, uh, just kind of have that hard work pay off and, uh, stuff like that. And I had a really good fall my sophomore year. Uh, I won the, our home event, um, in the spring and then I won, uh, the bees as an individual in the fall or in the spring. And, um, you know, that kind of just, you know, it was cool to get my first win because, you know, in college golf, it feels like someone's always having a week and, you you know, and it was finally nice to have, you know, my week. And then uh, to win the Big East, that was pretty much my ticket to get into regionals because it's, you know, with the schedule that we played at UConn, it was hard to get into regionals and make it to the next stage without, you know, winning your conference. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I kind of, you know, thought about it starting the spring, you know, whether I needed to put myself, you know, against, you know, better players or, you know, push myself a little bit more, um, or even just go south to, you know, have better weather. But, um, you know, UConn definitely, you know, helped me to get where, where I am today. Yeah. It was a very positive, uh, experience for me. Yeah. sounds like it. Um, and I don't blame you about getting to a place where you can play golf year round. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you, am I right? You've you've completed one year at Georgia, and you're about yeah. to head back next week for your your second year at Georgia. Yeah, yeah, my last year. Yeah, got it. Um, so yeah, let's talk about that. So you go to University of Georgia. Um, tell me about the first season and how that was for you. Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of what I expected. Um, you know, qualifying was. You know, at UConn, most of the time I was exempt, so it wasn't, you know, a very stressful situation. You know, I would play in the qualifiers, but in the back of my mind, I kind of knew that, you know, if I didn't play well in the qualifier, that coach was going to pick me. And I kind of, you know, felt safe from not being in the from not being in the lineup or getting picked. Um, but at at Georgia, you know, we got there the first week and we had a six round qualifier and I ended up missing the first tournament by one shot. And you know, I knew it was going to be, you know, kind of competitive like that. And, you know, like I said, I went to, you know, push myself. And a lot of people, you know, like my family and close friends kind of just said, you know, that's kind of what you expected and that's what it's going to be like. And I didn't let it discourage me. And I'm glad I didn't because, you know, I knew I was playing good golf, even though, you know, I missed it by one. But then I ended up making, you know, the rest of the tournaments there. You know, once you kind of make it through qualifying and feel the pressure in qualifying, I feel like that pressure is almost, you know, more severe than the, the actual tournament itself because um, you're already in the lineup kind of, and that that's kind of the main goal. And then from there, you can use that experience to, you know, play well and play well in the tournament there. But um, it's definitely been nice to um, have a facility, you know, it's within a mile of the campus and we have our own range and stuff like that and a lot, a lot of resources. And then obviously the weather, the weather has been a big part of it too. Yeah. Tell me about your home court. Where do you guys play in Georgia for your home court? Yeah, we got, um, we have a university course, which is, you know, pretty busy. Um, but that's where our facilities are and stuff like that. Um, so we'll qualify there and then Athens country club, which is about 10 minutes away. We all, you know, have memberships there and, 
can just call over and uh, use their stuff. And that one's that one's my favorite. And then we play another one that's um, Jennings Mill, which is another private course, which isn't as nice as Athens, but we rotate for those three on you know whether you know one course has a event or you know switch up the qualifying and get a little different look from there. Yeah. And how did the team do last year? Um, we kind of, I would say we underperformed for most of the year. And then, um, we ended up making regionals by one win because the 500 rule, um, you have to have over a 500 record, even if, you know, you're ranked pretty high to make regionals. And we came in ninth in SECs. And if we came in 10th, we wouldn't have been going to regionals. So it was, um, that and then we got to regionals and you know beat the third team in the country and beat them you know pretty good beat them by 10 i think so it kind of gave us momentum going into uh into nationals and then we made the first cut of nationals but we were a little too far behind to make match play um make it up the ground on the on the fourth day there but overall i think you know the last three tournaments matter the most and i think we you know performed well there so and we got most of the same guys coming back one guy transferred but a um, couple new guys coming in, so it should be, you know, hopefully an even better year. Oh, super! Um, let's go back to some golf in Maine. So you, uh, a few weeks ago, <laughs> you won your third straight Maine Stadium title. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, three day, if I'm right, three day stroke play event, and you fired off a 67, 68, 65. Yeah. Uh, Tell me about uh, where was that tournament held this year, and, and tell me about some of the highlights of that round. Yeah, I was in uh, Rockland, uh, a course called Samoset. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, you know, some people didn't know if I was going to play or not because, you know, coming from, you know, Georgia, then coming up north and playing against, you know, AMs up here, maybe the they'll say the competition isn't as good or, you know, it's going to hurt your rankings or stuff like that. But as a child, like, kid growing up, you know, the main am was always something that I was trying to qualify for. And then once I qualified, I was trying to win it. And I'd come close um, the years before I first won. And then, you know, once getting the first win, I knew I was going to come back. And then this year I was just like, you know, I'm going to go for the the last one because, you know, next year I don't know where I'm going to be at, you know, with professional and my schedule next year. And um like i said it just it just means a lot to me to you know play in my my state and because as a kid growing up that was that was the big one for me um but yeah it was a solid week and i learned a lot about you know myself from last year when i won when you know i was expected to win last year as well and i kind of first round let myself you know compare myself to you know other people and i kind of you know played to to their their level and not what I was capable of. And this year I kind of just, you know, played within myself and not worried about, you know, what other people were doing and played the golf course and um it ended up, you know, working out well for me. Yeah. Well 65 final rounds a heck of a round. Yeah, no, it felt good. And uh I had like a six footer on 17 to keep my bogey free alive. So um that's, you know, it was a lot of fun to have my dad on the back too, because you know he doesn't get to, you know, do that during college and He's uh he's always been a big supporter of me, so it's always a fun week. Oh, that's awesome. Another highlight that I was reading about is that you qualified for the 2022 US Open at Brookline. And yeah. where where was your qualifying site? And let's talk about qualifying and then let's talk about your couple rounds at the US Open. So my local qualifier was in Connecticut and I got through there. I think I shot seventy 
four that day, but it was, you know, blowing pretty hard and, um, and some tricky pins, hard course. And then, you know, I purchased New York was the other one, um, which was the 36 holes in one day with, you know, pros and, you know, it's, it's a very good field. And I was at two different courses and I shot 69 in the morning, which is one under, and then shot two under in the afternoon, three under, which was, you know, co-medalist. And then there was a three for eight playoff, um, at two under. So I'm, you know, fortunate that I didn't have to, you know, go through the playoff stage there, but, you know, once it kind of happened, it didn't feel real for a while. And then, um, I had to get down there a week and a half later, um, to, to Brookline, which is, it was awesome that it was, you know, it's two hours from my house. So a lot of family and friends could come and watch me and, and stuff like that. But that's kind of how the, the qualifying process went yeah. from where. Cool. Um, and I imagine, I mean, well, congratulations playing us open and getting to yeah. play one of the most historic courses in the country at Brookline must've been a heck of an experience who caddied for you at the open and who were you paired up with for Thursday and Friday? Yeah. Um, my, my buddy who had just graduated from UConn lives down there and near the Boston area. And he's caddied there a few times and played there a few times, uh, Nick Kemp and, and, um, so he was texting me right after I qualified and, um, really wanted to do it. And, you know, my, my dad academy for me in the qualifier, but he said, you know, get someone who knows a little bit more about golf and, uh, in that sense, and who can help you a little more on a championship golf course like that. So, uh, I took his advice for that and I was playing with, uh, a corn fairy player, uh, Ben Silverman, who actually just got his PGA tour card. He's from Canada. Um, he got his card back and then another, uh, guy, I think Kevin Green, who also, you know, qualified, uh, like I did, but, um, I did get to play with, uh, Victor Hovland on Wednesday for nine holes and Aaron Wise, which was pretty cool for me to, you know, have play with, I think he was fifth ranked player at the time in the world. So, um, to kind of just see him walking up to the tee and, you know, introducing himself and acting, you know, like I was a a normal guy out there was pretty cool. And then, you know, I asked, you know, a few pointers um, on what to do because there were so many people there and, you know, I'm used to playing in front of 20, 30 people um, and to have, you know, you know, I'm from new England. So a lot of people, you know, were yelling my name and stuff like that. And to just trying to block that out um, was probably the hardest part for me, but um, it was, it was pretty cool to get some knowledge from him. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, you, I, I know you didn't make the cut, but you, I mean, the fact that you got there is awesome and you had a, yeah. a pretty solid day on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely did. Um, you know, I think the first day I kind of just, um, was in awe that I was actually playing in it. And, um, I was telling, you know, people after that, that, you know, if I played in it this year or next year, that I would definitely be more prepared because, you know, I've been on that stage before and I was just, you know, you know, not too worried about, you know, the crowds and stuff like that. So I feel like if I got back there, um, it definitely, the nerves would definitely settle in after the first hole, just like, you know, most tournaments, but, you know, I started rough the second day too. I was thinking I was four over through four holes and I ended up playing the last 14 even par, which, you know, for me, um, gave me a lot of confidence knowing that, you know, I can do that on that course on that stage. So yeah. And it was, it was just a lot of fun, you know, knowing that I wasn't going to, you know, make the cut, um, took a lot of, you know, pressure off of me 
for the last day to just kind of enjoy it because I knew I was going to have, you know, one more day um, playing in the U.S. Open. So I kind of just enjoyed it and played my own game. And it, like I said, if I was there again, I think I would uh, handle it a lot better. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Um, let's talk a little bit about your game. What are, you know, for those of you who haven't seen you play, what are some of, some of your strengths of your game and what's something maybe you're particularly working on this season? Yeah, I would say I'm pretty solid off the tee. I don't get myself in too much trouble. Um, I don't hit it, you know, I hit it far enough, but I'm not like, you know, long by any means. Um, so I keep it in play, hit a lot of fairways. And I would say my, my wedge game is probably my strength just growing up in Maine. And, you know, as I hit the ball over, you know, 275 yards, a lot of the courses you have a lot of wedges in, especially my home course. So I'm used to hitting a lot of wedges. So anytime I get a wedge in my hand, it's pretty much a green light for me. And then, you know, once I learn to play longer golf courses, I think my course management has been a lot better knowing that, you know, if you hit a green with a seven iron, um, that's a positive rather than, you know, going after the pin and short-siding yourself and stuff like that. And I learned a lot of that from Coach Bazzino at UConn. He was a big believer in that. And then I would say what I'm working on right now is probably just, you know, always just short game. Um, if I can just, you know, make a couple more putts around from 10 to 15 feet, I think, you know, my game would definitely get taken to the next level. And, you know, I'm, I'm a streaky putter. So, you know, when, it, when they're going in, they're going in. But when they're not going in, sometimes it feels like, you know, they're never going to go in. So I think um, just kind of coming up maybe with a little bit of a, a newer mindset and being a little bit more optimistic, you know, knowing that I'm not going to hold every putt and that, you know, not to get too frustrated out there when, you know, the putts aren't going in. Let's talk about what's in the bag. Let's start with driver and go through the bag. What are you currently playing? Yeah, I actually have the the ping woods in the bag. I have a, a driver, uh, the new G430 max. And then I have the same for a three wood and, Actually, I have a seven wood that's kind of new uh, ping as well. But that one, you know, it's been really helpful for me um, into greens like par five, especially since, you know, it it spins a lot more than a hybrid or three iron, at least for me. Um, so I've been able to, you know, attack from, you know, 240 to 250 and know that it's not going to, you know, have like a no spinner. You know, in my hybrid, sometimes if I caught it a little bit off the, the tower or was in the rough, it would just kind of, you know, missile out. But yeah. seven was a lot. Giving uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'll just pause there. I'm I'm all in on Team Seven Wood. I put a Seven Wood yeah. in the bag. I think two years ago, and yeah. a couple other people I've had on the show are also yeah. part of Team Seven Wood. So it's good to hear you're playing a Seven Wood. Yeah, yeah. My coach kind of switched it out for me because he kept seeing me hit my hybrid right, and I was like, all right. Well, so he showed up to a tournament with the Seven Wood. The ping rep gave it to me, and I was like, all right, I'll try it. And I haven't gone back since. So it's. Nice. Um, some days I'll hit it closer than my pitching wedge, so <laughs> it's a good, a good club to have. And then I have the T one hundreds Titleists for you know irons, four iron through uh, nine iron, and then I got you know Vokey wedges. And uh, actually, I have an Odyssey putter. Honestly, couldn't tell you the the name of it. It's kind of a fang looking thing. It's yeah. um, but uh, that's probably five or six months um, old. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I got. And uh, on the wedges, what degree wedges do you play? I go 46, 50, 54, and then 58. Okay. Uh, yeah. what, do you, what do you play for a ball? Play the Pro V1X. Okay. How do you, how do you mark it? 
I do a line on the side for the putting, and then I do three little dots uh, above the the right side of Titleist. Do the do the three dots signify anything? Uh, no, I just kind of always done that, and um, yeah, it's just how I've always marked it, I guess. Uh, this next section I call "Gimme's Short Little Questions." Uh, what's yeah. your What's your favorite course in Maine? And if you want to say your home course, that's cool, but feel free to mention another course as well. Yeah, I mean, my home course has been good to me, but I would say if I had to go play a course for a day, it'd probably be Sugarloaf, um, the mountain course up there where they have the ski resort as well. Um, they have a pretty short season because they're in the mountains, but you know, when they get in good shape in August, they have an AJGA up there. and um, Yeah, that's just the views up there and the, the golf course is always well manicured, so I'd pick that. Yeah, that's, it is a great course. I got to go up there a couple uh, Septembers ago and had never been there, but yeah, it's a spectacular course. Yeah. Uh, what's your current favorite club in the bag? Um, I'd say probably an eight iron. Okay. Yeah. Just feels comfortable and confident with it? Yeah, I'd say eight irons, seven, eight iron. That's about where I stop to fire at pins and maybe aim for the more fat part of the green if it's if it's a tuck pin, but yeah, I feel pretty comfortable with an eight iron. Yep. Uh, multiple choice. Um, you can just crush a driver, uh, flush a, say, five iron, or drain a long putt. Which of those you taken? The feeling of uh, flushing a long iron is you can't really beat that. But I would say, you know, seeing a, a long putt go in like that um, definitely adds momentum to your round and stuff like that. Because if you can't make the putt, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Uh, do you have a favorite uh, player or two on the PGA and or LPGA tours right now? I've always been a big fan, fan of Ricky, and I like to see him coming back um, from, you know, him his struggles and stuff like that. And I'm a big fan of Justin Thomas as well. Um, and he's going through kind of what Ricky was going through. So I think, you know, them being good buddies and, you know, JT, you know, he'll be back. and yeah. Uh, kind of grew up watching them along with you know jordan too but yeah. um yeah that, that's those are my probably top three cool and is there a course or two on your bucket list that you've not yet played that you'd love to get on uh i'd like to go play pebble beach um i haven't been out there we actually got to play augusta through school with a couple of the donors so that one was checked off but i would say oh, wow. uh pebble beach all right. Well, we're going to well, let's follow up on this Augusta thing. So uh, <laughs> tell me about that experience. How'd you play? And what was a memory of that of that round? Yeah, we've got to play with Jeff Knox, which was the the marker for years who he yeah. would play. Have someone to play with. And, you know, he obviously knew the golf course really well. Um, and the coach's rule is you can't get a grade lower than a C minus. So if you get a grade lower than that, then you're not allowed to go on the trip. And so it kind of just motivates you to um, stay in the game and keep your, your grades up um, and then get rewarded. Uh, we played in February, so it was kind of soft. We were playing all the way back, so we weren't getting much roll. Um, I played all right. I shot one over, which I think was second lowest. I think one teammate shot 70. But um it's it's a lot more hillier. I'm sure you probably heard that, but it's a lot hillier than it looks on TV, especially you know walking it and stuff like that. But um, probably my favorite moment was 
you know, hitting it on the green and two on 15 and then um, just two putting for birdie, I guess. I ended up with five birdies, even though, you know, I shot one over. But, um, yeah, it's just it's a really cool place and it's a lot. Wow. A lot even specialer than you know, people make it out to be. Yeah. I've, I've only been there once as a patron and, and got to walk it and completely agree about how hilly it is. And whole, that's an awesome story on hole 15 and hole 15 yeah. is hands down my favorite hole of any course. I love, love 15. Yeah. It's a great hole. And i um, trying to think of another, you know, favorite hole. I kind of like the, obviously the 12th hole is awesome. Um, but I think the third hole is kind of fun with the, the big false front there, and you can choose to kind of push it up there or lay back. Um, and it's a very skinny green, so I like I like that hole. Yeah, yeah. To think about uh, the uh, what the playoff two years ago when Scotty holes out his chip shot on that hole is nuts. Yeah, that is that is uh, nuts because he's looking at you know bogey most of the time. That yeah. uh, hole um, definitely takes him some nerves off after making that. Yeah. I uh, just a couple of questions here before we wrap up. So yeah. you're heading, you're heading back to Georgia. Um, what are your, what are you thinking about for your goals when you graduate and you're done at Georgia? Um, yeah, I want to obviously have a good season and hopefully that good season ends with, you know, they have the PGA tour E rankings and hopefully I can, you know, get myself in the top 20 there and kind of jumpstart my professional career on the corn ferry tour um that would be the ideal um hopefully you know obviously the goal is to play well this season and then let you know that take care of itself but you know if not um no not sure if i would play another summer am or turn pro from there but um it really all depends on this on this next year but um yeah my game feels like it's in a good spot and you know i'm ready to get back down there and you know work hard at it awesome and final question uh Golf has been a big part of your life since you were young. You've excelled at very high levels. What is it about this game that you love so much? Sometimes in the moment, I wouldn't tell you this answer, but now that my game's feeling good is that you can't perfect it and that, you know, no matter what you do or how you're hitting it or um, that every round's going to be different and that, you know, you're never going to, you know, I obviously Tiger did it for a very long time, but, to be on top for that long you're never you're never going to be on top of your game even for four days in a row um in a tournament so to kind of accept that and you know learn that and um it's just mentally you know draining at times and physically draining at times but um you know it i love it so much that you know it just makes me want to work harder at it so um i like the challenge of it and uh that you know not every round is going to be similar yeah yeah, well said. Well, thank you, Caleb. Really enjoyed meeting you and, and hearing about your, your golf stories. Um, good luck this season down at University of Georgia and uh, best wishes for having a great season there. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Granite State Golfers is produced by Dew Sweeper Productions. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review and share it with your friends. Until next time, tee it up, have fun, and LGLG. LG.